Hello? Hello. Is, is that... Assignments Unlimited here. Good morning. Oh, morning. Can I see someone? I want to speak to... I'm not sure who. Hello? Hello? I, 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 want, I want someone to help me. I can't talk to you now. Can I come and see you? Yes. Well, can I come now? Well, certainly. Uh, where are you faring from? Uh, Wood Green, in the high road. Where do I have to come to? We're at 33 Half Moon Street. is hardly dry on the file marked The Man Who Thought Too Much. The woman sitting in front of me in the office was aged about 30. She was frail, poorly dressed, and as distraught as ever I've seen a woman in the whole of my life. She cried a lot. She puffed at the cigarette I'd given her, but she wasn't enjoying it. So far, I'd learnt nothing about the purpose of her visit. Mrs. Reynolds, please tell me why you've come here. You must understand that it'll be difficult for us to help you if you... Well, if you can't tell us what troubles you. I'm sorry. I can't seem to explain. It... It's my husband. I, I want you to see him. And the baby. And, and tell him... Tell him it'll be all right. But, but, but he mustn't. He mustn't what, Mrs. Reynolds? Kill himself and my baby. Oh, I'm sorry. It's no use. I, I'd better go. Oh, Mrs. Reynolds, you mustn't go. Not like this. I don't want to go to the police, you see. If I do, well, they might try to stop him. And Well, you know, they're not very... Mr. Mason, he will do it. Mrs. Randalls. What's your name? Your Christian name? Ruth. Tell me about yourself, Ruth. About myself? Where you live, about your husband, your baby. Oh, he's a, a little, little boy. Three. His name's John. Your husband? Ian. He was a soldier in Korea. Yes. And, and we'd been married nearly ten years, you see. He was so pleased when John was born. Then he began to get depressed again. Depressed? Yes. You see, the war was bad for him. He said he'd never go. He was 19 when they called him up. He said he wouldn't go, but there didn't seem to be much he could do about it, and he just sort of went. We weren't married then. I knew him at school, you see. We got married after he came home, when he got demobbed. Oh, he was a national serviceman? That's right. He used to cry a lot. I couldn't bear it. Why did he cry? Well, he said career was more important than the two world wars. He said that after all the excitement and that, after the other war was over, everybody expected things to be better, but, but they got worse. Things in the world, I mean. I, and I agree with him, you see. But, but you, you can't just give up, can you? You've got to go on trying. I mean, there's the baby and everything. He mustn't kill Johnny. <laughs> Not my baby. Ruth. Oh, you must not cry. You hear me? Please, please talk to me. I'm, I'm going to have another baby, too. That's what made him say he'd do it. He doesn't want John to grow up in this world, you see. He, he says it's best if he dies when he's too young to know anything about it. He said about the war in Vietnam and everybody saying it will cause a new war. Mr. Mason, 
you understand what... I understand, Ruth. I do understand everything. Ruth, will you have a drink of this? No, I don't think... I... No, 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 really. Oh, please, please, just drink this. Thank you. Hello. Uh, hi, Chief. Look, I'll be oh, back Cannon. in just... Cannon, don't go anywhere. I want to see you. Oh, but Chief... Five want... minutes, Cannon. Come up in five minutes. Is there anything you can do, Mr. Mason? It said in your advertisement that... I don't know what to do. Ruth, I... Ruth. Will you take Mr. Cannon to your house? I'll explain. Yes. But I don't think Ian will see him. I told Cannon all I knew about the Reynolds. I asked him to go because, well, I knew that he'd fought in the Korean War. There was at least a common bond between him and Ruth's husband, however slender it might have been. At first, Cannon thought Ian Reynolds too addicted to television dramatics, but I made him understand that, well, I thought he was more serious than that. This was something new to us at 33 Half Moon Street. The least we could do was to find... Well, find out just how sincere Reynolds was. Cannon left with Ruth at half past one. At the moment of departure, Cannon still complained that he'd missed his lunch, but the events of that afternoon were to make him lose all interest in food for a very long time. We're on seventh floor. There's no lift, I'm afraid. Wood Green, this is uh, this is new to me. We've only been here a few months. We had a house, but, well, he had lost his job and we couldn't keep up with the payments. Oh, Mr. Cannon, be careful with him. Don't make him angry. Look, uh, will you show me your place and then let me go in alone? What will you say? Look, uh, just leave it to me. Trust me. But can I come in afterwards? John hasn't had his dinner yet. Sure, sure. Oh, sixth floor. Now, listen, don't come any further now. It's the next landing. It's a sort of bluish door. Number 37. Okay. Mr. Cannon. Mm -hmm. Well, look, um, can you see your window from the movie house over the way there? Yes, I think so. Well, it's 2, 2.45 now. At a little after 3, I'll look out of your window if things are okay. But... Well, when, when you come up, just act like that uh, you don't know who I am, you see? I'm going up there now. Right. Be careful with him, please, Mr. Cannon. Sure, sure. Who's that? Um, can I see you for a minute? What for? Who are you? Yes. Say, uh, is that, uh, is that Duke Ellington you're playing there? What? Oh, yes. <laughs> I thought so, you know. I, I was just coming up these stairs and I heard the Duke. Seven flights up and I'm hearing the Duke. Sorry, mister. I'm not at that. Uh, no, no, no. Wait a minute. Uh, look, uh, you don't know who I am, but, uh, well, I'd, I'd like to listen to more of that. I'm sorry, mister, but you'll wake the kid up. You, uh, uh you, you don't have an apartment for me in this block, do you? I mean, I, I'm looking for some... You want to live here? Yeah, well, I thought it's... Mister, this is near a sweet factory. Stinks of licorice every morning. Whole place stinks. Yeah? Well, uh, you know, it's, uh, it's kind of drafty out here. Yeah. Well, you, you want to hear the Creole love call? Cool? 
Yeah, sure. I'd like to very much. Okay. You got to be quiet, though. Sure, I'll be quiet. Say, um, how come the music don't wake the kid? Well, he's used to it. He can sleep through jazz. He just wakes when people talk too much, that's all. Well, this, this isn't so bad. It's a lousy place to live. Uh, where's your son? Through there. Son? Well, I mean, you, you, you look the kind of man to have a boy. I'm sorry, I won't talk while. What's your name? Cannon. So, um, you just sit here and, and play jazz all day? My wife has a job. Don't you want to know why I don't go out of work? Outside, I mean. Well, don't you? I did, mister. I did. Uh, tell me, do you, do you write? I mean, it's a typewriter and gramophone and... Enough here to keep a guy busy. Look, Mr. Cannon, I don't know what you want. Well, I just want to talk. I don't know anybody here. Understand? I just want to talk. Mind if I see your records? If you want to. Hey, you got uh, Satch at the town hall here. Tell me, how do you uh, how do you work this machine? Yeah. Oh, God. It takes a while to warm up, see? Hmm. Now, that's nice. What I call real nice. Hey, we're high up here. Yeah. What are you doing? There's Ruth down there. Ruth? Get out, Cannon. Hey, now, look. Just... Get out! She sent you here, didn't she? What are you? Look, I don't know. No, just, just, just wait a minute. I thought there was something funny about you. You didn't come up here because you heard Ellington. Now, get out. I know her. She sent you here to talk to me. I wonder where she'd gone today. Hey. Hey, now, now take it easy, man. It's loaded, and I know what to do with it. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I believe you. And you can tell my wife, my dearly beloved... Right. No, stay where you are, Cannon. You're a copper, I suppose. No, no, I'm not a copper. No, no, a copper would have been clever. How much did she tell you about me? Oh, come on, how much? Well, uh, only that, uh, that you needed help. I mean, uh... That you'd got yourself bugged up about the war. Bugged up? <laughs> oh, no. Bugged up. You talk like an American picture, mister. Uh, Reynolds, don't don't wave that thing around, huh? Out. Come on! Please, please open the door, darling. No, Ruth, no more. Go away, don't come out again. I'm going to let Cannon out, and then you've got to go away, both of you. Oh, Ian, I've got to talk to you. I'm sorry, dear, but I must see John. He's asleep. He doesn't need you. He doesn't need anybody. Out in cannon. When I open this door, I want you out. Do you hear me? Yeah, I hear you. After that, Reynolds switched on the gramophone. And apart from the soprano saxophone of Sidney Bechet, there was silence in the flat. Cannon had to find another way in. Another way of talking to Reynolds. Uh, Ruth, tell me, why hasn't John welcomed you? Oh, I expect he has. His father's told him not to come out. Uh-huh. Look, can I, uh, can I get into the room any other way? Get into the room? Yeah. Well, next door's empty. What? Oh, I see. Come on. Number 36. 36, huh? Are, are those keys the ones that open anywhere? Almost, with uh, prayer and a bit of luck sometimes. Uh-huh. Oh, 
What's what you going to? Well, just 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 wait here. If you climb along there, he'll see you. Look, just wait and don't talk to me. He's still playing the gramophone. Yeah, well, that that couldn't be better. Guess I spoke too soon. Well, here we go, Cannon Boy. Well, if I fall now, exit Cannon before his birthday. Now listen to me, Reynolds. I want to talk to you. You said it all, Mr. Cannon. Cannon, you come any closer and I'm going to kill you. I'm going to put this window down and I'm going to watch it from inside the room here. And as soon as I see your silly face, Cannon, I'm going to shoot you. Come on, Reynolds. Let me in. Get out! Get out! I had to tell him the number of the block where the Reynolds lived, but for some reason I didn't have the address. It was about half past three when I rang. Hello. Oh, oh hello, Chief. Yeah, well, look, I haven't had any time to make any calls. Yeah, well, look, Reynolds shied a vase or something through the window. What? No. Well, well, look, there's a cop here now. No, 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 just a few scratches, nothing serious. Uh, Mr. Cannon. Look, Chief, look, you better come over here. Uh, Mr. Cannon, I'll have to Well, you've got the number. Yeah, well, it's Carlin Heights, 304 Green Lanes. Yeah, Wood Green. You got it? Okay, bye, Chief. I can't hold on any longer. There's a crowd down there now. A crowd? Look, officer, there's ten people down there, so a vase came through a window. Mr. Cannon, I'll have to... No, let me finish. A vase is thrown through a window and ten people come to see the front. They'll go away. Just give me a little more time. That man's disturbing the peace up there, Mr. Cannon. He's going to do a lot more than disturb the peace if you barge in with men in uniform. Look, I want a little time. I'll buy that time if necessary, but I need time. I'm sorry, I'm not being diplomatic. All right, I'll wait. You can have your time, but I won't wait long. Thanks. Reynolds? Reynolds? Reynolds, your wife's gone. Oh, I don't know why you're doing this, boy, but you're going out there again. Gotta have another talk with Mr. Reynolds. Here we go. Yeah, take it easy now. On the edge here. Here we are. Reynolds, look, you've got to come out now. Please, it's all over, you hear me? I hear you, Cannon. What are you trying to do? Look, what have you got against your wife? I've got nothing against Ruth. Then what? Look, look, I'll come in. Stay there. I'm sick of telling you to get away from me. Look, man, it's a long way down here. It's your funeral. Listen, you reckon you're going to kill yourself, Reynolds? Yes. Why? Well, that's the question I want to ask you. You reckon you've got a right to ask that? Yeah, and I'm asking it. This is a pretty place, the world. You like it, I suppose. Well, I can stand it. I have to. Well, I can't stand it. I don't have to. But why the devil... Prime Minister Wilson, the war in the East can't be won. Moscow can't win. Peking can't win. Switzerland's getting a bomb. And Sweden. It'll be Wood Green's turn next. We'll, we'll all have bombs. We'll be getting on the bus in the morning with them strapped on our backs. Hey, now, wait a minute, Reynolds. Hold it. Listen, you just, you just can't blot all that out. You've still got to live. 
And, and your kids gotta live too. Why? Because that's how it's always been. That's what life's all about, Mac. You get up, they smack you down again. But you get up. You keep getting up because you're a man. Look, I know how it is. I was in Korea, too. I'm not talking about Korea to anyone, let alone you, Canem. Listen, you've got a child in there, Reynolds. He can't still be asleep. He's not, but he won't come out because I've told him not to. Listen, can you hear those kids over there, Reynolds? Can you see them? Now, why can't he run like that? You going to take that from him? Doesn't he have a say in this? This is no place for John, not this world. I'm going to save him. From what? From the politicians! From the little men in black who pull strings so the rest of us jump like puppets. What chance do you think he's got, Cannon? Well, I think he's got a chance. Give me that gun! Well, at least I'm inside. Now you've had it. Because you're dead too. Do you hear me? You're a dead man! Are you there, Cannon? Cannon! I just found the station. Yeah, Chief. Open the door. Well, uh, I'm afraid it's kind of out of my hands. John hasn't had any food all day. Shut up! Stand back. We're coming in. <laughs> you do, and you'll all die. I'll take the lot of you. Get out now. Reynolds, I'm not going. I don't want to shoot you. You've got nothing to do with all this. Cannon! I'm afraid you're wrong, Reynolds. I've got everything to do with it. I wrote in and said I could do it. And here I am. Now, give me that gun. No. Come on, give it to me. No. I'm going to shoot myself, and I'm taking my son with me. Because he doesn't want to live any longer in this world. You haven't thought about I've this. thought of everything. Everything there is to think about, you fool. You think I decided to do this on the spur of the moment during lunch one day at the Vickers, do you? Look, cut the dramatics and give me that gun. No, Cannon. You're beginning to bore me now. In fact, you've been one big bore from beginning to end. Come on out now. It's all over. Yeah. It's all over for you, Reynolds. John. Now, look. Reynolds, leave that kid be. Leave him alone. Come here, Sonny. Come here. Now, listen. I'm going to take you out there now. You come on with me. Come on. Okay, Reynolds. Now, look. Just, just a minute, Reynolds. Down there, they're playing. All the kids. All the kids in the world are playing right now outside this block. Every kid that's ever been born. They're skipping and playing and singing and dancing. Everywhere they go, there's music. There's music because there are kids. And because they are kids. And because nothing can touch them. Nothing at all. All the bombs since the world began can fall in one hour. But they don't care because tomorrow is tomorrow. And there must be a sun. Even if it rains, there'll be a sun because they're kids. And that's how it is with kids. And this one here, Reynolds. Your son. Do you know what he'll look like with a bullet through his head, Reynolds, do you? Oh, oh no. He won't look so good, you lousy coward. He's going to have his chance. And it'll take more than you to stop him. He'll forget you. Mark my words, he will. All right, we're coming out now, Chief. Open up the door. You better open up the door, Reynolds. Come on, open it up. It's still sunshine outside. This kid's tired of the dark. Listen, I'm not asking you. I'm telling you to open that door. Come on, give me the key. Give me the key. Yeah, that's better. 
Uh, open it up. Come on, open it. Johnny. Oh, Johnny, baby. Is Reynolds coming out? Is this? Yeah. This is the kid. I don't know about Reynolds. I don't think there's any more can be done. I, uh... I guess you can go in there now, officer. Stevens! Mrs. Reynolds, take the child away now, will you? Reynolds shot himself in that room in Wood Green North 22. He shot himself whilst children played outside the school two blocks away. Reynolds killed himself whilst his wife carried their son down the stairs. She heard the gunfire, and she knew what it was, but she didn't stop. There must be a multitude of men like Ian Reynolds. Wherever they look, this world has nothing to offer them. Nowhere can they see a place for themselves in the scheme of things. They carry guilt, theirs and others, around with them for all of their days. Then they crack. There was nothing we could do to help Reynolds. Cannon told me later that all the time he talked with him, he could think of nothing to say because Reynolds was already dead. His eyes were dead. Cannon spoke words, but he said nothing, because all the time he couldn't stop looking at the eyes of this man. There comes a moment when one cannot think too long and too deep about the things that happen. Some people cannot stop thinking. Reynolds couldn't. And that's why we marked the file the man who thought too much. <laughs> 